kept his breath in anticipation. Nothing happened for many seconds, but then the rows of candles before him began whipping uncontrollably as a sudden rush of divine wind poured through the priory, and Aenion knew instinctively that his promise had been accepted by God. For a long time he simply inhaled the deific air, tainted though it was with lime from the brothers' vellum baths below. He lifted his sapphire ring to his lips and kissed it. His God had granted him absolution to kill. War and fear and glory would come to his country of Dehebarth. The invaders would die, that he promised God, because it was they, not he, who had caused Rhys's demise. But as quickly as the feeling of rapture overtook him, it disappeared. To his rear he heard the faint scrape of steel links on cold, dusty stone, and his warrior's instinct swept aside his reverie. Aenion had heard the sound before, and he had learnt to fear it. The crunch of chain-mailed feet on cobbled stone. A Norman had entered the priory, and that could mean only one thing. His life was in desperate danger. Aenion didn't move, but inhaled long through his nose and slipped his dagger silently from his belt. Obviously, it had not been God's grace, but the draught of the priory door opening so that the Norman assassin could slip inside. He momentarily wondered why his four warriors had not alerted him to the presence of his enemy, before realising that his friends were almost certainly dead at the hands of the godless barbarians from the south. Undoubtedly, he was now on his own. But to escape, Aenion first had to deal with the assassin, the immediate threat to his life. He concentrated on identifying where the newcomer was behind him, his eyes rolling in his head as he listened intently. He didn't move save to continue the pretense of praying, mumbling a soft verse in his native tongue. Another scratch sounded just a few yards behind him, and Aenion knew that his would-be murderer had crept into his killing range. He almost laughed out loud at the Norman's clumsy attempt on his life. With a roar he turned to meet his enemy and stabbed forward with an almighty and much-practiced lunge, which ripped deep into his enemy's torso and up into his stomach. Ha! He laughed as he looked up into the dying man's face. But it was no Norman. It was one of his own warriors, Walter Apsluach. Aenion's mind struggled to catch up with what his eyes saw before him. Walter had his mouth gagged by a thick piece of cloth and bound with rope, and yet blood flowed from beneath the gag and down his coarse, dull shirt. His tongue had been removed. On Walter's feet had been tied the chainmail stockings of a Norman knight while his hands were secured at the small of his back. He may not have been able to speak, but Walter's eyes screamed in pain and begged his warlord to help him. Aenion ripped the dagger from his warrior's belly. Warm blood trickled down the blade and onto his hand. What? was all Aenion could manage as Walter dropped to his knees, tumbling down the steps into the nave. What the devil? Aenion whispered into the smoky, echoing darkness of the priory. Everything was silent, except for his own shuffling feet and Walter's heavy, agonized breathing below him. The holy sight of St. Padan no longer felt welcoming and safe to the Cymric warlord. His breath misted before his eyes in the frigid cold of the stone church. The flickering shadows cast by the candles and the windows gave ample hiding place for the Normans, and Aenion felt the cold clasp of ice grip his heart. Come out and fight me, you devil! he screamed but there was no response to his challenge. 
He spun around to face the chapel and then back to where Walter lay in the nave. His sword whipped through the air as he turned. Where are you? Are you a coward? He cried and backtracked towards the high altar. Suddenly, his hair was clasped in a vice-like grip from behind, and a dagger slashed across Aenion's wrist, cutting into flesh and severing tendons. The Welshman's bloody blade clattered loudly to the floor, before Aenion, roaring a battle cry, could even react. He swung his uninjured arm but missed his hooded assailant, who ducked under his poorly aimed blow. Another surge of pain seared across the ligaments of Aenion's left knee, forcing him onto the uneven cobbles as if in prayer. He grabbed at his sword on the floor, but a bare foot slid it away before he got close. In the blink of an eye, the knife was at his throat, an odd sensation of warm blood running and cold, sharp steel as it pressed against Aenion's windpipe. Hello, cousin, a voice whispered French words.